Welcome back to the Shine Like Stars movie podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Corpin, and today I'm very excited to have a very special guest. Uh, I sat down with Matt McDonald, who has an Instagram and YouTube account, both at uh, Movie in the Middle, and we sat down and just talked about the Oscars. So today I have this very special guest. Uh, it's Matt McDonald of Movie in the Middle. Uh, Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I, I am ready to talk about these Oscars. Yeah. So <laughs> what were your just overall thoughts on the ceremony and everything? Well, okay. So funny enough, overall, I actually thought like up until like the last 20 minutes, it was actually fine. Yep. You know, there were some little surprises here and there, but you know, and, and I even thought, okay, they're switching some categories around because people are coming from other countries. You know, they have to maybe um, do them earlier just because they're presenting different time zones, whatever. But yeah, then the last 20 minutes, I was like, what is happening? I, I have no idea why they did what they did. Um, I mean, there's there's theories, but um, it was definitely, I'm curious as to whether people are going to think that the Law Land Gate is worse or that this was worse. <laughs> yeah, I think you nailed it right on the head. It definitely was, I thought the same thing. I was thinking, I thought the speeches, there were like, we'll talk about some of the standouts, but I thought there were a few good speeches, but I thought, I thought a lot of it was kind of dull, but I enjoyed the fact that it was moving. At least it was, I didn't want to sit there for four hours, yet we ended up doing that anyways. So I don't know what happened that last, like with the last three or four categories where it just, it just hit a halt. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I don't know. What, what were some of the speeches that you thought, did anything stand out? Well, um, I think everybody's favorite speech was Ye Jung Yoon, um, for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. her, her speech was amazing. It was funny because it was one of those that at first was like, because by that point we had had a lot of very long speeches so it's, it's funny that you say that it was like sort of dull but moving because it's like they didn't really they just went right to through all the awards like it was nothing there, there were no like weird acts or anything in the middle for the most part yeah. um but they really like let everybody talk for a long time and her speech at first was like oh no i feel like this might be a little awkward or something but yeah. it was hilarious i loved it it was the most endearing speech and then um um what was um yeah Tom, thomas vinterberg's speech yes. yeah. at first i i even i i was like okay it seems to be going on a little long and then he went to actually t- start talking about his daughter and i mean it was one of the probably one of the best one of the most memorable for sure yeah. um speeches but yeah for the most part i mean they were pretty good they they were longer and they didn't play them off but you know we still were three hours 15 minutes tops which is a lot less than it usually is yeah, and I definitely thought the two you mentioned are great. I also like Tyler Perry's. I just thought it was something that felt yeah. that felt very genuine, you know. For mm. and also uh, Daniel, uh, I always mess up his name. Kaluuya. Kaluuya, I think. Yeah, I think I liked his speech, although he kind of like put his family on the spot, which was funny. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was um, that was really interesting because my my mom did this one of those things where like he said that and she went. Like she kind of yeah. like, yeah. you know, yeah. cause like you're in the room with your kids and, and yeah. um, yeah, it's so weird because he seems like such a level-headed, like cool guy. And then he just like pulled that out. And I was like, he just must be like, like high on life right now. Yeah. Um, that was really <laughs> funny. And, um, and I think there was also a moment in his speech too. I was a little confused. I might've missed it, but was he like, I don't, I don't say he was doing a bit, but like something where it was like, he was talking to somebody who, who's passed away. I was couldn't that, tell. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I wasn't was sure. Like, Come down here, man. Come down. So I think that's what he was doing, like honoring somebody who passed away, like talking to him. But I was a little confused. I couldn't tell if he was trying to talk to like Fred Hampton, you know, like I, the character yeah. play that might have been it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, and I definitely think they had some good presenters this year. I thought that was yeah. Interesting. I liked almost everybody. I felt bad seeing Harrison Ford. Like, you know, I watched Call of the Wild or whatever, you know, but that was a movie, but I haven't seen him like do anything, you know, any shows or anything. And seeing him up there, it's kind of hard. Like he looks so old. I felt kind of bad seeing him, you know, he's just so, and I thought it was cute. He brought out the, the Blade Runner notes and stuff. I thought that was cool. Um, that was like, I, I don't know, but I like that they had like Regina King do a couple, uh, hmm. do a couple and Laura Dern, but yeah, it definitely was, uh, Oh, Bong Joon Ho's was long. I didn't realize when he was presenting. <laughs> yeah, they did that it, weird where he stepped out of frame, then was in the. And he was on the other side. I was yeah. like, that's actually kind of cool. But, it was. Uh, yeah, it was very. It was. It was weird, but I didn't. Yeah, his um, his was a little bit longer. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it was probably because you know he, he would say it, and then he had the translator say yeah. it, so double the time. But yeah, but that was interesting. Um, yeah. That he just it was like that weird. Now he's over here. Oh, yeah. Cool camera tricks. 
What did you think of the uh, that little the little game they played, the, the song game? <laughs> I thought it was um, it was definitely fun. Uh, Glenn Close surprised me, <laughs> for, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things that after it was over, it didn't go on too long, which was good. Um, after it was over, you know, I was like, look, compared to some of these other weird act things we've had in the past and the fact that this has really been like the only one, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> it was kind of fun. Um, all, all I kept thinking was, you know, for everybody who like either doesn't watch the Oscars because of this reason or watches the Oscars, but they're, you know, sitting there the whole time, like, oh, these shallow people, they're just playing games while people are dying. You know, like I always get that like feeling that people are always thinking about that during the Oscars, Yeah, which they, they make it out to be that a lot. It's really supposed to be about just the movies, but, um, it's the whole game. All I kept thinking was they're just doing this little game and laughing with each other and it's really fun but i just couldn't help but think of those people who are like gonna like trash it and be like oh they're doing something stupid again yeah personally i thought it was kind of fun i thought it just it was a good way to break the ice a little because they put it at a weird time i think they put it later in the ceremony it's a little random but i do think it was a nice way to kind of lighten it up a little bit not be so serious about you know who won the animated short you know it's just kind of like to break it up a little bit so i definitely think that now with the awards, like the order, I thought, I thought they so they started off with best original screenplay. Is that normal? I, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I'm not. They do start with something that's a little bit more like, like bigger to start it out with. Then they do a couple little ones, then maybe like screenplay, um, and then they keep going, and then obviously to the like top five or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, them starting right off, I was like. Well, that's weird. I mean, I was like, all right, maybe they're just starting off with a big one and then they'll keep, and that's what they kind of did. Yeah, they kind of did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, and it was actually, it was funny you mentioned that because when they started, I thought, who, who was it that started the, like, like the hosting talk? Uh, was it Regina King? I think it was, yeah, Regina King. Yeah. Um, I thought she was just kind of introducing people like they normally yeah, do. Like, I thought oh, so too. Got, I mean, it's Seyfried here tonight. And she goes, and the Oscar goes to it. And I was like, for what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, they they got right into it, but it was weird that they started off with such a big one. Yeah, that was a real. I thought yeah, they kind of. I knew they you know they're not going to start off with something that's really small, but I was just shocked because that's like a big one. So I just kind of thought, um, but yeah, promising young woman won that one. I was honestly a little surprised. Uh, Me too. I, I will admit, like I really thought that was going to be because I think Minari, the writing was on the wall. It wasn't going to win Best Picture, unfortunately. Uh, but I thought maybe it'd win that. Or any any of the other ones actually, but Promising a Woman, I have no problem with the film, but I just thought the last act is just to me that's like that's part of the screenplay, and yeah, that kind yeah. of bothered me that they were. I just feel like we kind of jump, we just like ignore that almost. You know? No, it, exactly. Like out of those five, yeah, I think that that one, and for for me personally, Sound of Metal towards the end has sort of the same issue where it yes. like gets away a little bit. Yes, but. The other three were pretty tight the whole way through. Yeah. And while Promising a Woman is a very interesting idea, and yeah. conceptually it was really cool, yeah. yeah, the actual writing towards the end was like a little jarring. So the fact that it won was interesting. That was the first surprise, and that was the first award. Yeah, and I'm honestly, I was even surprised Judas and the Black Messiah didn't win it because that's a yeah. film that was over two hours long. I think it was two hours, 15 minutes. And I remember going into it being nervous, like, oh, is this going to drag? But no, it kept your attention. And a lot of that's yeah. the dialogue and obviously the acting too. But I really was shocked that neither that or Minari won. I was really, um, I'm kind of glad. I thought they might have went in Trial of Chicago 7, but that was like the first shock of the night. Just yeah. with, right out the gate. Yeah, right out the gate. Um, but then they jumped to Best Adapted Screenplay. And I thought it was between, I actually thought it was going to be between One Night in Miami and Nomadland. But oh. They went to The Father, which I think was even, yeah, I thought that's, deserving but i thought that was interesting yeah yeah, um, yeah i i was happy because you know starting off the first war i was like all right well, i got that one wrong but then they, they said the father and i was i just i kept feeling like the father funny enough was that one that like it should win a lot of stuff but yep. you just have this gut feeling it's not going to it's just going to be like under the right radar which funny enough i think trial of chicago 7 ended up being um but then they said the father and i was like cool because i actually guessed that one solely um, because you know that and for like editing i was thinking okay well they have to be written so specifically and edited so specifically for that story so yeah. i'm i am glad it won screenplay based off of the play and just because you know it has to be crafted so you know specifically to get that message across 
Yeah, and I love that. I liked that director's speech, Florian Zeller. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but he has a he has a trilogy of these plays. I think it's the father, the son, or maybe it's the boy, and then the mother, or the mother, or the mom, something like I, that. I didn't know that, but I had heard something about that he was going to make the mother next. Um, I'm not sure if you had told me that or if I heard it somewhere else, but that he was going to make the mother next. So that I'm definitely down for that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, so it's actually the next one is the son, and oh, it's, okay. And he he actually just cast Hugh Jackman and Laura Dern, which I think is really oh, cool. Oh, great! That's really that's, interesting, that's, isn't that? <laughs> that's it's really great. So yeah, I was just excited that that won something. Uh, you know, one more later on, but that was another good surprise. I kind of thought No Man Land just because of how much I knew. You know, you felt yeah, like it was going to win. Right. So right. I'm glad they diversified it a little bit. Mm. Uh, yeah, international feature film. I had a feeling another round. I didn't see any other yeah. four, you know, but that one kind of. Yeah, it, um, it was, you know, it was the one that was nominated also for Best Director. So it seems like one of those, like, all right, if you're going to nominate it for Best Director, it's probably the best of the five. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Best Makeup, I thought, of course, you know, I thought maybe, maybe Mank, I thought. But, you know, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, I'm not surprised with Viola Davis and all that uh you know, I don't know all makeup and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> it was it was definitely impressive. Uh, I'm my mom was like, oh, they should have given it to the hillbilly uh, LG, you know, uh, just because of Glenn Close <laughs> and all that yeah. they had to do the prosthetics. But I don't know if that was much of a. I think you guessed that, didn't you? I well, it's funny because in my live stream, I said I was going to put Ma Rainey, and then last minute, I always do this for one category. I changed it to Mank okay. just because. I don't know. I thought I thought okay. Well, Ma Rainey. I, I for some reason I was thinking there's not really that much much hairstyling and makeup. Yeah. But Ma Rainey herself has a lot of makeup and everything. Yeah. And so I changed it to Mank, and um, then it ended up being Ma Rainey. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, that sucks. And I was already kicking myself for that one. Um, and then I think right after it was costume because they were kind of the same. Yes. Yeah. And same thing. I, I was like, all right, this one definitely has to be Mank because Ma Rainey is like really good costuming, but it's mostly suits and stuff, which yes. so is Mank. But at the end of Mank, they have oh, all yeah. those costumes and same thing. And I was like, all right, Mank, you're really uh, screwing me over here. <laughs> yeah, I think because I think Mank had the most nominations total, right? I think they had 10. I think so, mistaken. yeah. But yeah, yeah I, th I thought that, you know, I was thinking it the same way. I thought Ma Rainey, it's like the makeup is mostly Viola Davis that I can think of offhand and then. So I thought maybe with makeup, but then again, I thought about Mank, and the only makeup I could think of offhand was like the Amanda Seyfried's character, I think, had a specific yeah. look. I couldn't yeah. think of much else off. It's been since November since I've seen it. Right, but, right. But costume design, yeah, same thing. I thought the same. I thought the dinner scene would win Mank yeah. that award. Um, Emma's looked cool. I didn't see Emma, but I like those old British, you know. Yeah, they were, they were great. That Pinocchio movie, I had no idea was a thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I... I had it was funny when it was nominated because I had seen just something about it and I was like, okay, that just looks like this really artsy, cool version that's like probably really good, but just nobody knows about it. Yeah. And um, when it was nominated, I was like, that's actually kind of cool. And you know, weirdly enough, seems like unfortunately one of those movies that if there were more movies that came out last year, it probably wouldn't have gotten nominated because it's yeah. a little more under the radar. But still glad that it was. Um, and and apparently there was a whole I I, th I can't remember who said it um last night, but somebody said something about. Or maybe it was my mom who told me that the um, uh, color red, he's the only one who wears red um, huh. out of the whole movie. And everybody else wears other colors because red is the most, you know, like passionate, aggravating, mm. um, cool, you know, color uh, that like gives all these strong emotions. So he's the only one that wears red in, in Pinocchio, which is kind of cool. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm looking that up now. He is the only one wearing yeah. red. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I'll have to, I have to look that up. I, I don't know what I think. I don't even know if it's American. I don't I don't think I don't think it is. Yeah, but it's weird because then you'd think it would have been nominated for international, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it's Italian, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That's cool. But yeah, just to go off of that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that that got nominated. Mulan, I also was a little surprised that that might just be the result of not having a ton of movies, you know, I mean, yeah. I guess the Chinese, the ancient, you know, like the yeah. you know, robes and stuff, but I didn't think it was, you know, I don't know. I didn't think of it was something so mind blowing. The Disney live actions are always getting the costume production design, yeah. like all that stuff where it's like, it's the, the Oscars are like, it's not a good movie, but it had good stuff too, you know. Yeah. Um, Mulan, I was actually between because I was like, the costumes are really there. I mean, the costuming in Disney live action movies is always incredible. Yeah. The problem is, and Chris Duckman actually pointed this out 
um, in his Aladdin review is that, especially for Aladdin, it just, everything looks too clean. It looks like it's so good. Mm -hmm. It's not real. It looks like it's a Disney live action movie. Yeah. Um, So, you know, for that, I was like, I don't think it's going to win. That's actually a good point. I just had watched the live action Beauty and the Beast they did, you know, a couple months ago. And I I thought the same thing that the dresses looked because they probably used some CGI on it. I'm sure touch it up a little bit because it definitely looked almost surreal. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely a good point. Um, Yeah. Best sounds went (laughs) sound the metal. (laughs) I mean, like if it was, (laughs) I would have been shocked. Riz Ahmed actually like announced that one. And I was like, at first I was like, my mom was like, oh, that makes sense because, you know, he's part of that category. And then I was like, I don't think they ever do that because then it sort of feels like a favoritism sort of thing. Like why would you present it if you're not, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I, I don't know why News of the World got nominated for Best Sounds. I thought that was an interesting nomination for that. I, yeah, I, I, I still haven't seen it, but um, I I can understand like cinematography and all. But yeah. for yeah, sound. I mean, unless it's like your you know big old Western Foley sounds, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a shootout scene where he's using like a like a long rifle, and I mean, I guess he can hear that, or you know, when they're riding on a horse, you know, on a horse or a carriage, you can see you'd hear that. You yeah. know, it's like, I don't know. I'd have to really like watch that again and look out for that. It's uh, weird though that they wouldn't nominate Ma Rainey, which yeah. is about singing. And you know, it's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Mank, I think Mank was a good nomination just because you pointed this out when we talked on the lost episode <laughs> of the, uh, the sounds with, you know, with Mank, like that, the crinkly, you know, it's, it really mm-hmm. sounds old. So, but yeah. sound of metal, you know, just watching the trailer alone will give you the idea. I- yeah. yeah, it would have been a shame. Uh, did you see any of the shorts? Did you end up watching any of them? I the animated shorts or the live action ones. I mean, I guess either one. Yeah. Um. So I ended up watching, I, just in the time that I had, I ended up watching um Yes People for the animated shorts, which okay. was super weird. Like, I get it. I get what they, you know, like the point of the movie, but or I guess not the point of the movie, but like you know what was happening. Like it was yeah. cool little thing that they were doing. I wasn't quite sure what why but um it was a little weird it seemed like one of those that like if it wasn't an oscar nominee you'd be like okay that was just a weird little thing i saw on youtube yeah um i was surprised that i actually i don't know i saw, i also saw a little bit of burrow i thought i was watching the whole thing and then it was like for the whole movie watch down here and i was like okay i have to download flash and also oh, so really? i didn't get to actually watch the whole thing but um for the live actions i didn't get to watch those either unfortunately just because i didn't have time yeah. but funny enough for the animated shorts i didn't get that one but for the live action i i guess two distant strangers just because based off the synopsis synopsis of all of them that one seemed like the most inventive and relatable oh what was it about I... it's um taking that like time loop thing and putting oh. you know because it's like just your regular time loop that everybody's doing um but putting the twist on it of um this um black man has to relive a running with a police officer every time just trying to get home to his dog and he runs he runs into this police officer every single time so that's a really interesting idea to see like what changes over the course of the film wow. every time he goes back yeah yeah i have to ch- it's on netflix so i'll have to check that out yeah i'm uh, excited to see that one apparently kevin duran and mike conley are, are part of that <laughs> they really? uh, and yeah i don't know how i guess they maybe they're producers on it or something but huh that's just interesting. But yeah, I the only one I had heard about was The Letter Room just because it has Oscar Isaac. Right. I didn't watch. Yeah. I think it's on Vimeo or something. So yeah, yeah. some of those I'll have to check out. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, best animated feature. I'm not surprised Soul won. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Our dad, so he has no, he, he watches like five movies. And so he is, you know, he was like, I don't know any of the um, the movies in the category. So he picked um, Shaun the Sheep. Mm. And you're like dad it's probably the the least known or yeah. probably the, i don't want to say the worst because i think even that one was pretty good but like probably the, the least favorite of all of them yeah and he was like you know what when sean the sheep wins you're gonna you have to quit filmmaking <laughs> <laughs> and so i kind of like even, even with soul there i was still like lots riding on this <laughs> they better not screw it up that's really um, funny. but yeah no it had, it had to be soul it could not be yeah, I mean, I didn't know what Wolf Walkers was, but the clip they showed looked interesting. That animation style, something different. 
I liked yeah. Onward, but I think that that was not that it was best animated. Fe- you know, not enough to that extent. I think that was kind of just because yeah. of the. But the Shaun the Sheep thing is funny. I remember growing up, I used to watch uh, Wallace and Gromit a lot, mm-hmm. and I think Shaun the Sheep, if I'm not mistaken, is from that same DreamWorks studio yeah. that used to be. I think now they're defunct, but at the time uh, they were a thing, and they were. Um, I just remember not liking that as much as Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. <laughs> I used to only watch that. So yeah, <laughs> and Over the Moon, I, I didn't hear anything of. I think they showed the clip. It's yeah. a musical, so I, I don't know. I missed that yeah. one completely. Yeah, I had never heard of that. Yeah, I hadn't either, so I don't know. My dad thought it was a Dina Menzel singing <laughs> when he heard the <laughs> clip. He was like, is that a Dina Menzel? <laughs> Looked it up. It is nobody not that I recognized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't catch any of the documentaries either. Um, the, the octopus one looked interesting, you know, my octopus well, teacher. It's funny because, you know, again, with the documentaries, documentary both features and the shorts, I always feel so bad. I never get to watch them. So I always do the same thing where I look up the synopsis and I just guess based off of that. And then I'm, yeah. when I, when I, when I get it wrong, I'm like, you've earned that because you didn't take the time to watch them. Yeah. But based off of all of the uh, synopsis, synopses of those movies, I was floored that octopus teacher one, just because it's like one of those where the nature ones, you know, they're great, but they're, you know, they're always going to go for the ones that are about like people and, issues of people yeah. and there's one about um disabilities there's yeah. one about um what was it the i don't know that was live action one. yeah so there's one about disabilities there's one about um elder abuse there's mm-hmm. one about you know being incriminated for too long things everything i was like it, it's gotta be one of those and they said my octopus teacher and what my, my friend sent me a snap she was like i'm so excited this one it was so good and emotional i was like i guess i have to watch it now yeah because what the heck? <laughs> I know, I know. I, I heard about Crip Camp and that looked really good. And I, I really wanted to watch that. But I thought that was going to win just because, like you said, it's usually something focused on people and something really yeah. intimate. And that was Octopus Garden. I was like, wow, it's like, it's almost as surprising if they would have, you know, like those Disney ones that they always do. The Disney Planet, uh, not Dis- is it Disney yeah. Planet or whatever yeah. those are. Yeah. I remember those, you know, that's kind of what it felt like. But maybe it's great. I, I haven't watched it. Maybe it's, you know, I don't know. From the clip they showed, it seemed pretty cool. Just like the reaching yeah. out. Uh, maybe it was just because it was like a feat of filmmaking being able to do all that underwater probably i I guess yeah you know i don't know (laughs) it's it's always interesting um but yeah so then it gets kind of into the more you know some of the other awards so visual effects i tenet you know i think (laughs) you know out of those i don't i forget i think we mentioned what midnight sky was i don't remember (laughs) i yeah i didn't know what love and mon i heard of love and monsters i did not ever hear of midnight sky obviously Mulan and then one and only Ivan it was cool that it was nominated again like Pinocchio yeah. seems like it wouldn't have been if there had been more movies come out with visual effects but it still, still seemed like a pretty wholesome like really fun and good movie yeah. um but yeah it, it had to be Ted I mean that was just, just incredible I don't, yeah if there was one thing it's that it's that yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. is now an Oscar winning movie yeah that's that what I'm looking at <laughs> <laughs> hey it's tied with citizen kane for the amount of oscars they've won <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's really weird to say <laughs> it's it's weird to say mank has won more than they did <laughs> than citizen kane I, I, saw, yeah. I saw that i'm like that's a really weird way of looking at it uh but yeah speaking of mank it won both production design and cinematography i'm a little surprised they didn't split it i really thought they might not do both <laughs> to you know yeah. Mank. i i was definitely like cinematography has to be mank if it's not mank it will be nomadland but it yep. pretty much has to be mank that is the one thing that's like wow about that movie yeah and then production design i was like it's probably going to be either mank or the father because the father is very you know blocking and acting and directing based yes. but i was like mank you know um the whole period piece and like all the studios and everything i i think it's pretty safe to say so i was i put both of those and i was i was like all right mank you helped me for these two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it definitely, they, you know, getting into that time period of what was it? The thirties and forties, I believe. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Having to recreate that. I mean, the father, I think the only thing that was cool was kind of like Ma Rainey's Ma Rainey's was mostly 98% of it's in that music studio, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. But the father's almost all like, I mean, some of it switches around because of his dementia, right. but the apartment I thought was such a cool, it, it felt like a place. It was so small. There's like four rooms yeah. for the whole yeah. movie pretty much. So but yeah, yeah, I mean, Mank, like you said, both of those, not not overly surprising. Um, the film editing, I was kind of surprised. I thought that was also going to be the father. I think you mentioned it, that earlier. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it would be the father. Honestly, 
honestly, I thought it would be anything but what won. Yeah. Not, not because Sound of Metal's editing was bad, but because yeah. when I think Sound of Metal, I think the sound editing for yep. sure. But yep. I, I, and the editing goes along, you know, with the sound editing, but like, it just didn't seem like it was, I don't know, maybe I just have to watch it again. But The Father um, and, you know, like Promising Young Woman, Trial of Chicago 7 are like really quick editing. That's really what I was going to say, yep, yeah. Um, and The Father was, again, very had to be very specific. But yeah, I, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I can't think of anything in Sound of Metal just from the film. Not again, sound design, yes, and sound editing, I understand. But the film editing, I just couldn't think of anything. I mean, again, that might just yeah. be something you have to re- I have to revisit. But I thought, you know, with the father, like I've said, like the the way it transitions from one daughter to another and stuff like that. I think the way they did that was really special. But yeah, and yeah. Trial of Chicago Seven was very quick and Promising a Woman probably the same thing. I don't remember specifics about that. The the thing I think that for me stood out like the more outstanding part of editing um, in that movie was all of the, um, well, especially towards the end when she goes in as yeah. the nurse and there's that weird sequence where it's like all the guys just like kneeling and waiting oh, and getting yeah. the drinks and everything. Yep. And um, so that, that whole thing just set the weird tone that was yeah. like, this is really weird. And I, I'm, I, I feel kind of um, <laughs> like I, I need to like close my eye, you know, like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so there's definitely a lot of that in there too. Stylized that's a, that. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't actually think of that. Yeah, that is a good scene too. As she comes, because yeah. she's in the nurse outfit, right? And she's yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Uh, original song. I, I'm not surprised. I thought "Fight for You." That also was the most promoted. I think they played it on the on the pre-show ceremony. Maybe they played mm-hmm. others, but what I caught was the live performance of that, or probably pre-recorded, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't overly surprised. I thought maybe uh, Leslie Odom Jr. would have won. Yeah. But yeah. you know, I don't remember many of those songs. Uh, uh, original score, I was I was honestly surprised by. But <laughs> soul. Me too. Yeah, I really thought it's, that's Minari's to lose. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I it, soul honestly was the least interesting of all of those. Uh, yeah, I would and agree with that. Soul's an incredibly powerful movie, yeah. and it goes very well because the the very subtle part of it works for the movie because it's stuck overtaking it. But it like, I listen to the main theme and it's like super generic. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, but it's very basic. And like Minari's, I don't know. Like <clears throat> I talked about this, like I said, in the last episode where um, I love Minari's because it was, it's very haunting and very happy and sad at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I it makes me think of um, when I talked about Fantastic Beasts, the yeah. track called A Close Friend, hmm. where it has that sort of same like choral thing to it. And it just feels so emotional. And I, I just by itself, yeah. it was so good. And I, I yeah. I, yeah. I, it, I think rain song always makes me just it, it makes me feel like there's a rain cloud coming over me. But it's not yeah. it's not quite like like it's not quite completely sad there is hope in the in the in the songs which i think speaks yeah. to the film itself but yeah. yeah i was kind of on even the five bloods i thought had a good score um, yeah. So yeah i was a little surprised by that but Weird. Uh, yeah uh then they went to uh best what was it best supporting actress or actress in a supporting role i don't think it's overly surprising that uh i i don't want to try to pronounce her name because uh, as a korean that would be awful for me <laughs> to mispronounce it <laughs> i i think because I at first thought it was Yu Jung Yu. Yeah. And then um, I think Brad Brad Pitt was he? Yeah, because then she yeah. called it Pitts or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think he pronounced it Yu Jung Yoon, and then she was talking about it at the beginning of her speech. And I think it's I think it's Yu Jung Yoon. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad that she won. I think it's amazing she's only done one American film. This is it. I yeah. would I told my dad, I'm like, I would just stop playing stuff in America. I would just go one for one with an Oscar. Right. Right. <laughs> um I think it's a shame, though, for Amanda Seyfried, just purely because when Mank was first making its rounds, its screenings and all that stuff, that was all people talked about was she was going to win the Oscar. And then Borat, I, I don't know. I didn't watch the second Borat uh, and I didn't watch uh, Glenn Close. But then Olivia Coleman, the father kind of came out and that kind of started getting traction and Minari yeah. came out. So then she just got buried in that. Um, yeah, it was. I think the first two, Maria, Maria Bakalova for being like one of the two main characters for that yeah. movie. She did an incredible job. I don't even know how old she is, um, if she's actually young or not. Um, yeah. But then Glenn Close, I, did, I unfortunately didn't see, but I know she's always amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Amanda Seyfried, you know, I, 
she was getting a lot of traction for that. And it's, it, it's something that like, I had never seen her in such like a major role. Um, but I think it, it just unfortunately got lost because the story wasn't as interesting. So then the characters get lost. Yep. And, you know, I think Olivia Coleman and Yeo Jung Yoon, especially for the movies that are being nominated are very character based. So they were really focusing on those and they, so they were really able to shine, but I think they got it right because Olivia Coleman's had so much emotion yeah like in terms of like like upset emotion um mm-hmm. but i think yeah jung yoon had both the very emotional moments and also the comedic moments and timing yeah and i loved her character just because she had that year she really wanted to do her best and just try to be close to her grandchildren and they're a little reluctant at first but she also has that like she's very funny as you said there's the comedy she's very harsh and brash with what she says yeah. so i think that she definitely deserved it and the uh, maria but how do you pronounce the last name i think it's bakalova bakalova okay yeah. she's 24 so like you said very young really yeah i just looked it up yeah she's 24 that's incredibly young that's um, so weird. well it's it's funny because i thought she was younger because she plays you know his daughter yeah. in, in Borat. so i'm thinking she's like 16 or something right. and then you know, and obviously they make her look, I think, a little younger. But then I saw her at the Oscars, and I was like, she definitely doesn't look like she's in like her teens or anything. So I wasn't sure, but I didn't know she was. She's older than me. <laughs> That's oh, weird. and I now I see, I see the scene because okay, so yeah, I haven't seen Borat too, but I now I I've heard about that scene that she, you know, the one that everybody, you know, with uh, yeah. Rudy Giuliani. So yeah, wow, she looks young. She really does yeah. look young in that. Wow. Yeah, so that's a that's a cool, you know, not many people can be 24 and be nominated for an Oscar. So that's yeah, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, best actor in supporting role. I'm not surprised Daniel Kaluuya pulled it out. Yeah, that, that thought, one's definitely one to get right. Yeah, I mean, if if nobody, they all were great. I would think yeah. Lakeith was maybe the weakest, just because I don't Lakeith Stanfield. I love because in everything he's in, he's whether it's uh, Sorry to Bother You or Knives Out, he's a detective. You know, there's just things he jumps around. But in Juice and the Black Messiah, I kind of felt like he's like I've used this comparison enough, but like the Irishman, I feel like De Niro, even though he's the leading vehicle in the film, mm-hmm. I still think he was the least interesting part, even though it is his film. Like, I mean, by the end, he's very interesting. In the Irishman, I don't think Frank was always the most interesting. I think it was Jimmy Hoffa and in Juice yeah. Black Messiah, Daniel Kaluuya's uh, Fred Hampton's essentially to me. So it, it lines up pretty well to me. <laughs> you yeah. know, I think that there's yeah. some similarities there. Um, For sure. I mean, because... I think that's honestly because I've heard this a bunch of other places in terms of writing as well. But your main characters never—they're—they're they're your most interesting and your least interesting because yes. in terms of just like looking at them, you're like you're a pretty regular person because they're your archetypical, like just person to follow the story through. Like like I like I think it was J.K. Rowling who was talking about this. So Harry Potter—he's an interesting person because you know him personally, and you're yeah. in his mind following with him. So we relate to him because of that. But then when you're like, oh, who's your favorite character? almost nobody actually says Harry because it's like, I want the interesting ones. Yeah. You know, we want the ones that we're looking at mm-hmm. um, and still have a lot of depth, but yeah. So that's a really good comparison with the, with the Irishman for sure. Yeah. It's, it's just something I kept thinking of. And I just, and especially when they put them in the same category, I just thought that was a little weird. Uh, yeah. But I'm glad that he won because I think that he's, I think he was nominated for get out if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he I won. I think so. Yeah. But probably for best actor, but yeah, I'm glad hmm. that he, he gets one. Um, so do you want to hit the best picture or do you want to do actors? I don't uh, know what order you want well, to do. Well, I don't, I don't know. What order do we do it in anyway? Not like, <laughs> yeah, like um, seriously, let's, let's just th- let's shuffle it all. <laughs> and, uh, I, no. um, let's, I don't know. It's up to you. I mean, um, we can do, yeah, let, let's do like the best picture and director first, okay. because then we can talk about <laughs> what happened there. Yeah. Okay. So obviously best picture, Nomadland and best director, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. I, th- I think it was just to me i expect her to win best director but with best mm-hmm. picture i thought they might just do something a little unpredictable and not just go with the easy choice and honestly honestly i didn't even think nomadland was an easy choice yeah like, yeah because like an easy choice would have been trial of chicago seven yeah yes um but you close out winning personally is just awesome because yeah. it's a milestone three different ways yeah uh, second female director um, second Asian director, first female Asian director. Yeah. So that's awesome. I would have also loved Lee Isaac Chung to win. Yeah. Um, so, but I, either way, I was totally fine with that. Best picture though. I, 
it's weird because I feel like I'm contradicting myself because in my review for Nomadland, I was like, it's such a layered movie and there's so much more. But I even gave it like the specific award that was like, there's so much more than actually meets the eye. Yeah. But that's in terms of like a lot of thematics and a lot of subtle moments. And, and that's what makes it great. But out of these eight, I yeah. I just, I don't quite get it. I don't know what they were seeing in it to, to top like Sound of Metal or Minari or The Father or Judas and the Black Messiah. Those four specifically, I would definitely say, I think are better. I think Promising Young Woman just has its flaws that would make it less, you know, a little lesser. And I, I know you like Trash Cog 7. That wasn't my favorite, but I could still, you know, it wouldn't have been mad either way. But I just thought, I really was hoping they would at least split it. You know, like you said, Lee Isaac Chung winning for Best Director would have been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then give it to them. But it just felt really, and well, even another award that they win later on. I just think it, it kind of felt a little like, I, it just felt easy. <laughs> and like i i like that they went with it, it's the it's always this weird like what deserve like like do yeah. you nominate and, and pick what you truly believe deserves it or do you nominate and pick what you believe everybody else thinks deserves it like yeah. it's weird um like like with shape of water and green book you know it's like right. so it's it's very weird and so i i'm happy that they're you know going with things that they're like okay we truly think this deserved it. Yeah. We're seeing something you're not seeing, but at the same time, I don't know if 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 there wasn't Minari and the Father, like there were just so many others that I think were not were also as subtle yeah. and as well directed, but also just even more emotional, yes. packed a punch. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it was the wrong choice. I would agree with that, and I think I, I think the reason it feels like the easy choice is just because. Ever since it premiered at whatever festival, I think early last year, uh, it, it already got rave reviews. And then yeah. you, you waited months and then they finally announced, all right, it's going to be in select theaters, then Hulu. And then yeah. and then it just picked up again. And it was just like nobody was saying anything bad about it. You know, I didn't see a single negative review. I'm sure they're yeah. out there, but I really think all it was was best picture, best picture. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, it kind of just felt like, a, and especially because they put it third to last, I felt like, and <laughs> I also felt like that speech felt so quick. I, I did... Was that just me, or I felt like that felt rushed? Their speech for best yeah, picture. um, and and it's because they they were like, oh well, I guess best picture doesn't matter as much this year. I mean, yeah. it was weird. Both both of the Nomadland wins were such short speeches, but that I mean, that one was it was a little weird. I don't know, especially for yeah. being best picture. Yeah, it just didn't feel like a best. It, it felt like a best director one. You know, it just felt kind of quick. Yeah, and yeah. but yeah, for best picture, you know, I almost forgot that it. I forgot what they were up there for. You know, it just was right, so quick. Right. It just felt so anticlimactic. Well, the the whole thing, but you know, the rest yes. of it. But it still felt so anticlimactic. It was weird. Yeah. Well, speaking of anticlimactic, I got just as disappointed when they went with Ugh. Frances McDormand for Best Actress. And I'll say this: I do love Frances McDormand in Fargo, and she won for three billboards, right? So she has she has a couple to her name. Yeah. But yeah. I just felt like, even though yes, she disguised herself in this role. I think the same could be said for Viola Davis and Ma Rainey. I think the same could be said yeah. for uh, Carrie Mulligan. That's a completely different role. Vanessa oh. Kirby carries a film that's really not that great, if not for her. And, right. like, she's, and, the, and I did not see United States vs. Billie Holiday yet, but yeah. I just felt like Frances McDormand winning just felt like, oh, a third one. <laughs> you know, it, it was like, right. wow. When, when they announced that, this was after Nomadland had already won Best Picture, and I'm already confused and sad. Yes. And then they do that and i thought it somehow got worse yeah. like because nomadland i'm like okay i'm sad but it's not unexpected yeah that one then i was that that's when i was like they have to be seeing something that we are all missing or something because i i could not believe it i at that point i was like i'm i'm giving up because i love Frances mcdonald yeah and yeah. she was great in three billboards but mm-hmm. this role for me, while it's very subtle for things here and there, I feel like that is what we were just talking about, the quintessential, this is my lead character, to be able to see all this other stuff through. But she herself is not that interesting yeah. or really that fleshed out like at all. Yeah. And she just feels like a very watered-down version of um, Three Billboards because mm. she's like a little snippy or whatever or, or more reserved here and there. Yeah. But generally, she's just very go with the flow and just kind of sees things and that's really it yeah i would honestly argue that the supporting characters some of those are real life nomads were more interesting than her i was more attached to them i don't remember some of their names but they were definitely more to me that was like i'd rather see them almost 
Yeah, because there was that scene where, uh, yeah, I don't remember all her names, but there was the scene where she was in one of the RVs and the woman's going on about some um, moment she had in nature that changed her with like a yeah. fish or stones or something yes. in water. Yeah. And that was more interesting than her like, yes. friend's whole character. Yes. Or, Fran, 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 yeah, Fran, I think it was her name. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I had chosen... Even though I love Viola Davis, she did an amazing job. She did. Yeah. And Carrie Mulligan was very amazing. Yes. In she's never really done before. I chose Vanessa Kirby because I was yeah. like, that role exhausted me to look at. Yep. That had to be, that was an amazing performance. So they went with Frances McDormand. And I've, I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked because Vanessa Kirby won, I think, at the Paris or French Film Festival. I remember she was getting the rave reviews when Scent of a, or mm-hmm. not Scent of a Woman, Pieces of a Woman. Uh, Al Pacino's always on my mind. Uh, but Pieces <laughs> of a Woman, uh, when that premiered there, I remember that's all people talked about. It's kind of similar to Amanda Seyfried. Though I just feel like with the Vanessa Kirby, you said it was that movie is so heartbreaking. And that's all mm-hmm. I don't like, you know, I, I'm it's unfortunate what happened with Shia LaBeouf again because I started coming around to him. But in yeah. that movie, he's really scummy. And maybe that it does speak to his acting ability, but she was the one that you're more interested in. You know, yeah. every subtle moment of her just standing alone and being sad. It's just like, it's yeah. and, the, and the last scene's just it, heartbreaking. Yeah. It, not to like get into like a whole review of that movie. Of but course. Like, but yeah. between those two, it's very interesting because he's the one who wears his heart on his sleeve. You know, he's upset yeah. and knows what he's doing. And she, you know, she's upset, but she doesn't show it. And it's yeah. just interesting, the dynamic. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. And yeah, I I thought that was my vote. And then I thought maybe I thought Carrie Mulligan was going to win. I wouldn't have been surprised if I yelled Davis, but then yeah, Francis McDormand. I mean, congratulations on a third one. It just felt a little not as anticlimactic as the ending. And oh, God. I will say hey. when so I remember uh, your brother texted me when they announced <laughs> that Best Picture was coming up. And the only thing I thought of was it has to be because they're expecting it to end on Chadwick Boseman. You know, that's the way they go out. Okay. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins wins, and I have no problem with that. Honestly, I really thought Riz Ahmed was my first choice, then Anthony Hopkins, then Chadwick. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. but, but when he won, it's a shame because I just read that they didn't let him zoom in. He wanted to give a speech. They didn't let him or, for whatever reason, and it just ended. Oh, really? Yeah, I just saw his he, representatives. He wanted to give a speech. Yeah, he wanted his representatives wanted him to give a speech, and he wanted to do it. He wanted to zoom in. They They denied it don't know why so yeah it came out after the ceremony and I, and I just thought that was so weird that they ended it just so like just like that it that was it, <laughs> it strange it, it was it was like a 17-fold issue of yes. yeah you because normally I think what they do is they have actor first and then actress yes you know um and so the fact that yeah I mean that, that's the only theory anybody can come up with because when they said best picture I was like wait a minute and so my mom started to look things up and she's like, yeah, that's probably because they're thinking it's going to have a Chadwick Boseman. And, and it's weird because I was even thinking like, who sets up the order? Because is yeah. it the Academy? Because if the Academy sets up the order, why, why would they do that? But it's, yeah. it was the producer of the network. But um, yeah, I just, I was shocked because it's just one of those things that like, even though I'll just say this, it's wholeheartedly deserved. Yeah. Um, Anthony Hopkins was incredible. I mean, that's his best role since Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Um, But it was just weird. It was just a shock. You just thought, especially after that, they're going to pick Chadwick Boseman. It's going to be him. They're going to do a whole thing. And it doesn't also help that Joaquin Phoenix was the one to present it because he is a very, I say my thing and I leave. Like, (laughs) that was it. He's he's he's, he's like a really cool dude, but just very Very laid back, kind of like Harrison Ford. Yep. And so it was just very weird because it was Anthony Hopkins by roll credits. Like, yeah, it was the weirdest thing. And I just think that it was a very irresponsible thing for them to do to switch those categories just to like make a point of it, mm-hmm. especially considering it blew up in their face. Yeah. Because it just feels like it takes away that moment, not only because it wasn't him, but even if it was him, it's like now it's not like. I don't know. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it's it's as it should have been. Yes. And so, yeah, so for a couple of things, uh, the first thing is, so I saw the thing about Anthony Hopkins wanting to do a speech. I saw that somewhere and I can't find it, but now I'm seeing on people.com, they're saying that he was asleep in bed when he won. So I don't know. I don't huh. know if that's the case. So either way, you know, whatever, he didn't give a speech. Um, 
But like you said, I the way I see that is if if you're going to I think so I'm seeing a lot about Steven Soderbergh. Maybe he was the one in control last night because I remember him saying and I I'll mention this after we talk about actors, but he wanted it to be more cinematic. Well, I think yeah. if you're going to mix up that order, I just think you I just I know you're not supposed to know the results, but if you're going to be that sure, why it's not like it was I think it was a it, Chadwick was ahead in the race by most people's ex expectations, but Riz Ahmed and Anthony Hobbs were both really great. That it's like, I don't think it's not like it was so like, I, unless you knew everybody voted. So that's why I'm like, why would you take that risk? You re and I know the, pr the president of ABC, I think said like, well, people are talking about it, you know, and it's like, well, they are, but I think that you really mishandled that because it just ended awkwardly. It, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I, and I like what you said that, you know, he was ahead by people's votes but the other two are like right there. I mean, it's, it's, it's just weird because, you know, it's the problem of if he had gotten it, there's yeah. always, there would always be the question of if he had gotten it would have been because he had passed away. And so it's just a really interesting, like they, they um, went with what they really thought deserved it, which is great. Yep. But at the, at the same time, it's, it's just weird. Like, you know, you yeah, I mean, why, like you said, why would you take take that chance, you know, just in case? Because then it makes it really um, then pushes that whole it's popularity contest thing, yeah. you know, that people hate about the Oscars. So it's 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 weird. It's it's like people don't know how to feel because it's like it's not like it, it was undeserved. Yeah. But also then like, you know, you could have celebrated Chadwick Boseman. But then the people are going to be like, well, it, it should go to whoever earns it, not like, you know, just because of uh, celebrating somebody. And even if we want to get into that, a racial thing. Right. You know, because it's just very, it's just very weird situation. Yeah. And it, and I do agree with, I just feel like that's a, the race, you know, the race thing is a fair point just to be made only because I just think it's sensitive on both ends where, you know, if he wins, then everybody, then the people that love Riz Ahmed and Anthony Hopkins are then going to be like, well, you only gave it to him. Because, well, that was not necessarily race, but it, it does get into, it just gets iffy. Yeah. And I, no, and I yeah. think it's just a shame that you, that they took that risk because it's like, I just don't understand what, even if he had won it, is that really better? I don't know if he had family right. in attendance there. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I don't... ended on a video package. I, you know, it's like, I don't know. Right. I I think honestly, the more I think about it, no matter who won mm. out of those three, I, no matter who won, I think yeah. there would have been some controversy. If it was Gary Oldman or Stephen Yoon, I think it would have been, we had three better ones. If it was Chadwick Boseman, it would have been, is it because he's, he, he had died? If yeah. it, it, Anthony Hopkins, it's, well, why wasn't it Chadwick Boseman? And if it had been Riz Ahmed, it would have been like, he was up there, but I'm actually kind of surprised about that. So no matter what they picked, I think there was going to be some sort of controversy, but they just made it worse. They did leading it to that. Yeah, I think it was really irresponsible because it really just set themselves. They set themselves up for failure. Mm -hmm. And I think the way if you split it, so there's the five you know nominees there. I think it's interesting because I'm not somebody that's like I know I said this with Frances McDormand. I'm not trying to have a double standard where she's won two and now she won a third. But you know I think Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman were kind of like the two that have won it before, and they're being praised for good performances, specifically Hopkins. And so like, they're like the top tier of those actors, you know, it's like, they're right. like, and then Riz Ahmed and Steve Yoon feel like guys that could possibly, I hope, I hope Riz Ahmed can do something again that gets mm -hmm. him there. And Steve Yoon, yeah. I also have hope for. And then uh, Chadwick had the, he probably should have won for something along the way, whether it be 42, step on yeah. up or whatever it may be. I just think it's a shame he never won anything. And then it just, right. it just felt, that's why this, this bunch is so talented, but then it just felt so like, it just was, yeah, like you said, you couldn't win. You could have picked Steve Yoon and people would have been upset. You know, it's like. Right. Uh, I, I feel like it could be better if they next year do like give him one of like Chadwick Boseman, one of those lifetime yes. achievement ones, because then I could see, okay, he didn't win it for this one specific thing, but we're still going to honor him for everything he yeah. did. And that's kind of what it's for. So I could see that if they do that. And I hope they do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a very weird situation that they just made worse and yep. Joaquin Phoenix being there just didn't make it any better. <sighs> yeah. And yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I do think they, uh, I, I thought they were going to maybe do that this year. Give him, I know I, I, there must be maybe some technicality. Maybe it needs a, I don't know what the lifetime achievement award, you know, it might be a little early, but that being said, I think that that would have been the appropriate time. Maybe hopefully next year. I'm sure they will. I think. Yeah. This is going to be talked about for months on end. Well, yeah. 
Uh, so, I mean, yeah. But I think overall, I just feel like this ceremony, I enjoyed watching it. I don't think it was near, I don't think it was as good. Yeah, I, you know, last year's wasn't great, but I thought there was a little bit more to, you know, I felt like there was a little more yeah. energy. And some of that's probably due to the, you know, pandemic. And it was a small, it was weird seeing it in Union Station. I thought it was yeah. like, a, I thought that was a pre-show thing at first. And then they right. started, yeah. then they were showing the backdrop on the stage. I'm like, oh, this is just where it is. <laughs> it's a little it, strange. Everything about it was just awkward. Well, not awkward, yes. but it, yeah, it was quiet. It was, it was mm -hmm. weird. It just, it did, it does not feel like the Oscars this year. It didn't feel like it, it because it was postponed. Um, it was, it was the funniest thing that you say that because I didn't realize they always have it during the day. I just always assume it's at nighttime. Yeah. It's like dark because they're just in the yeah. theater where you don't see the windows, but you saw the windows and I'm like, this just doesn't even feel like Oscars night. Cause it's Oscars day. Like, yeah. Weird. It didn't even get dark there until like 10 o'clock our time. And then it started getting on the East coast. So yeah, I noticed that too. Something else I noticed. So going back to Steven Soderbergh, I, I think I saw somewhere he said this Oscars was going to be cinematic and I didn't know exactly what that meant. Mm -hmm. and if I'm not mistaken, I, it seems like they use those 8k cameras that, the NFL is starting to use. I, I don't know if that was, I was sitting far away from my TV, but it looked like those, you know, I don't know if you've seen them in the NFL on the sidelines mm -hmm. that use them. Yeah. I, so I, I was wondering what it was going to be like too. I didn't know how exactly they were going to do it, pull it off. Um, I liked, it was an interesting, t you know, it's like, okay, well you experiment a little bit, you know, yeah. especially a board show about movies, make it look like a movie. That's kind of cool. All the, like the framing and the, you know, uh, letterboxing and everything. I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm obviously not, I'm not as versed in lenses as I am in like writing and yeah. you know, like the more technical. Um, but from what I've seen with in the NFL, the 8K looks like it's almost like a video game yes. to me. And that could be that they were using like telephoto because it makes everything look so much, you know, yeah. um, pressed together. This, that it might not have been, it didn't look like a video game to me. It did look cinematic, but I'm not yeah. sure what it could have been. That might, that might be more so what it was. Cause yeah, I think like you said, when I noticed it more when people were on stage and they had a, a camera set up kind of far, there was one specific angle, but then it did look very cinematic. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they use. You know, maybe it was, I hope, you know, maybe somebody can <laughs> let us know. Cause I would be interested, you know, cause I think the 8k cameras are making their ways now way around yeah. now. I think I, I had uh WWE on, on the TV and that now they're using it. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's weird, you know, and I think I heard a friend of mine said that she said that uh, golf, they're using it in golf now. So, oh, it's wow. only, you know, it's only a matter of time before eventually it gets to the Oscars. But right. right. Yeah. Like you said, I, it was an interesting look. I, I, I hope, you know, fingers crossed next year it's in a bigger <laughs> yeah. back in the uh, uh, yeah. what is it? The Dolby Theater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. Any like just lasting, you know, anything else about the ceremony or. Anything well, like there was one other thing that I was really annoyed about, and I'm always kind of annoyed about this, but it's been talked about, I think, a lot. It's like one less, what one thing uh, lower than the end was the in memoriam. Ah, uh, um, yes, yeah. I, I thought I was the only one who really thought this until all the people started saying it, but I am super ticked that not only do they make it a popularity contest, even with people who have died, you know, it's it's always been like that, like. Okay, yeah. I'm very excited to see Christopher Plummer and Chadwick Boseman. And then, you know, but we don't know who these people are. So, you know, we're, we're going to save these guys to last. But they put it to the beat of the music. Yeah. So it's yeah. like the rhythm was more important than actually honoring these people who, yeah, we don't all know them, but they still worked in the industry and did, you know, and, and uh, contributed so much. Yeah. They just like, all right, well, let's just skip over these. And then, ooh, Chadwick Boseman. And then. Jerry Stiller, and then I don't know. I was just about to say Jerry Stiller is the one that broke my heart because I love Jerry Stiller, and yeah. they just they just jumped. He was the most probably one of the more notable ones that I that they quickly jumped over, and yeah, it did feel. I was saying this. I was saying this to my dad afterwards. Like if they're gonna do, the, if they're gonna only, you know, I would say be more selective then with who you're gonna show, and then right. just spend more time on each rather than having a right. hundred people and just jumping through eighty percent of them. And right, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, you either. You either do it like alphabetically and yeah. do them all quick, yeah. Um, or you like, yeah, I, I like that. And you, you know, like on the Oscar, you know, social media or website or somewhere, they can have here's the full list of everybody yeah. if you want to go see them and what they've done and everything. Because I don't even have time to see like, like I just have barely time to read their name and not even what they did. I know. 
I know, and, and and I understand on you know I don't know where the list ends, but it, I, I understand honoring like a you know a costume designer or whatever. But then it just becomes a part where point where it's like, well, if they're not even getting any screen time anyways, you know, it's like, right? How do you you got? I think there has to be an easier way because I think every year it always feels a little weird because you know there is always the popularity, but this one felt right. really like quick, and I would yeah, I it, was surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. It happens every year because just like you know infinite amount of people who work on movies so yeah. and there's an infinite amount of people who die every year so it's you can't show them all yeah so yeah you either be selective or you know i'm not sure but um it, it is yeah very weird doing it like um how, how they do it and yeah. and it just it just didn't help this year that they put it to this really upbeat music and that i mean even though it was like powerful music it was right. upbeat and then they were just like let's put it in the the, the tempo <laughs> yeah yeah and i think Another thing I noticed was just uh, the uh, you mentioned earlier like there's no like little skits and stuff and I usually do find that stuff a little annoying but now that I think about it I guess there wasn't really anything any like sort of besides the game I guess but there really wasn't mm-hmm. any comedy or anything to break it up and I wonder if you know having I like part of me likes the hostless thing only because you get more people to do stuff mm-hmm. and it's cool but at the same time I do kind of miss having some sort of structure to you know some sort of yeah somebody that's because you, you could still have other people do stuff but i do kind of miss like you know jimmy kimmel had his little you know yeah. bit where he was joking around like oh nobody wants me as a host anymore right, but right i think you could almost use some comedy in it because yeah you know like him or not ricky gervais's golden globes monologues oh always did they always did so many numbers and i he does do great so it's like i almost wish they would have somebody that could just lighten it up a little bit maybe make it a little less oh. serious you know and uh, not I, that I it's totally a, yeah i think that was just the only thing that it did i guess because i was looking at some lists that's like the best and worst moments i think on time magazine they said no comedy as a worst moment and i guess that, now that i think about it really glenn close's moment is probably the yeah. only thing that was really funny offhand yeah as a comment so yeah, yeah i don't know yeah it definitely uh, and i was gonna say it definitely i think was we've had both extremes now we've had so many bits and stuff that were so cringy i wanted to die Yes. And then we've had this where it was like, yeah, that was, you know, it was fine, but it was honestly, if possible, it was really, it was kind of boring. Yep. Um, so I think it would be great if they went back to having a host, but not all those really weird bits in the middle, but having a host to do jokes and stuff in the middle. Because honestly, the opening monologue where they like point out different people and have jokes and everything, that's one of the best parts. Yeah. And so going right into it, I was like, wow, it just, it just feels weird and, and not as fun. Yeah, I agree. And it is kind of the part of the fun is seeing everybody there laughing along with jokes, you know, when at the golden globes and when Ricky Gervais is talking about Martin Scorsese's height, like that's funny. And then they show him at his table laughing, you know, it's like, yeah, it, kind of, yeah. it shows you a different side of some of these celebrities that are always so right. serious and sitting right. there waiting for it to end. And also no music. I thought that was weird. You know, no live music at all. Yeah. The like Questlove was cool. It was. Always. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then they played some, they were playing like all movie songs and scores, but they picked the weirdest ones. They weren't like really, not a lot of them were really notable and they were just super like random. (laughs) I don't know. Part of it felt like 90s Spike Lee to me when he starts playing Fight the Power and I think there's one right, you know, yeah. So it was interesting, but yeah, like you said, it just kind of wasn't, it didn't really create much of an atmosphere to be honest. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was back, kind of some background music. They had some in there. um, It did. More notable, but yeah, I don't know. Yes, I mean, I don't know. I'm again, kind of like you said. It, I'm sad. It's a. It was a little dull. I mean, a lot. I'm not really upset over any of the winners. Besides, you know, because I feel like a lot of it's just kind of what we expected. I, I'm a little bummed about that. But right, right. But yeah, that's bound to happen. But now it's just weird to think one Oscar season down. Now it's already. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's a year away, but it's right. already kind of like you know. I don't know. It's just yeah. it, it came and went so quickly. <laughs> Yeah, and it sucks because I'm always so excited for it. And I don't know if it was just because of how it was and and if everybody else was like this or if I personally was just so busy with work and everything. Normally, like, I'm trying to do stuff all Oscar week and, you know, ask all these questions. And I think I still did did that for for my channel. Um, But I was just, like, barely getting all the Oscar movies in. I mean, even still, like, with Minari, I um, haven't done my review because I want to do it right. I don't want to – I didn't want to rush it, so I'm going to do it this week. But – I just I was I wasn't even like really that excited about it till the day of. Yeah. 
I understand that. Like, I think I watched some, yeah, I kind of built it along the way, watching some here and there. And then I think The Father was the last one I was watching out of the Best Picture ones. And I was kind of like, I wasn't really like, oh, I'm so excited to see this. Then I watched and was happy. But it definitely yeah. was not a year where it was like, you know, I think last year there was a lot of exciting. Now, granted, we had theaters open. It was a, di it was, yeah. it was a different time. But I think there was more excitement with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and 1917 and uh, Joker. Joker, Irishman, you know, a lot of. Jojo, Jojo Rabbit, Rabbit yeah. Ford v Ferrari. I mean, yeah, yes. I mean, all of them, honestly. Like, yeah, and I don't know if you went, you know, toe to toe with this there last year and this year. I don't know what would be better or worse, but it just it didn't feel quite the same. It yes. felt like every movie nominated was Marriage Story, which yes, it is a phenomenal movie. Yes, but it's yeah. very quiet and very slow. Yes, and long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, anything else about the you know anything? Um, no, I, that's that's a lot of the I think a lot of the big points about um, about uh, everything that happened. <laughs> yeah, I think we I think we hit basically everything. Uh, do you want to mention your channel and your uh, page? Yeah, so um, I my channel's movie in the middle, so you can find me on uh, on Instagram movie underscore in the middle, and then on Facebook just movie in the middle Facebook page. Um, and yeah, now that the Oscars are over probably actually tomorrow just for everybody who doesn't get to see this um i'm just gonna be doing a quick you know probably actually with enough like a live um I'm, i was gonna do it like an edited but it was just way too many thoughts so i'm just yeah. gonna do a live reaction and be done with it but yeah so i'm gonna do the minari um review and then get back into doing some other catch-up reviews now that i can go back to the theaters a little bit more and just keep doing other things like think pieces and movie you know i'm i'm, I'm excited to get back to more of the just the fun movie rankings the tv show rankings yeah. for falcon winter soldier things like that so there's a lot there's a lot to look forward to i think for the, for the rest of the year with a lot of cool movies coming back again so i'm really excited about it yeah well definitely check them out you know i always have fun i know that we know each other through you know mutual connections but it is definitely a lot of fun to watch your you know your channel and stuff so uh yeah well thank, thank you again you. for stopping by and yeah, thank you for having me we'll, ha we'll have to do another review down the line maybe oh, you for know sure. For yeah sure. we'll definitely have to do something but thank you so much again yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you again to Matt for sitting down and talking for about an hour. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed. If you did enjoy what you heard here and would like to hear more, uh, consider subscribing. Uh, I know I've been away for the last couple weeks. There's been a lot of family matters and school going on. But now that the semester is slowly winding down, I'll be able to post hopefully more frequently and hopefully have Matt on again. So thank you again to Matt, and uh, I'll see you guys next week.